Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Audience of One show on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, streaming on IRLoneStar.com and available wherever you get your podcast from. I am Andrew, broadcasting next to the guy who views water parks as his bathroom, Dick yeah. Pumpkin Spice yeah. Schistler. What's up? What's up? What is going What's on? What's going on? Man, well, the world has, like completely blown apart it seems like since the last time we did this show yeah we uh crazy i mean i don't know what you're talking about i kind of Eh, just a lot of things going on in the world it seems yeah whatever uh but uh yeah i know we've been busy because you've been traveling so we've been kind of like shuffling around and i feel like i haven't seen you in like three weeks but even though it's probably been like six days a little longer than that Uh, about a week and a half has it really been a week and a half yeah yeah it has it felt like six days to me well I don't know if that's a compliment or not. But uh, no, but just a lot of stuff going on in the world, personally, whatever. And it's like, man, crazy. Especially since we recorded early last time and craziness. Yeah, I uh, I actually went out to uh, Palm Springs, California. Yeah, what's going on there? Eh, just a work function. Uh, my, I, I'm prepared to give a full report on Palm Springs, California. Are you ready? <clears throat> Palm Springs. It's okay. Really. And that now concludes my full report on Palm Springs. Well, yeah, it's the, just okay. Well, that's the unfortunate thing about traveling in that capacity because you were working. So realistically, yeah. the the vacation or the visit time is very short. Sure. Like you're visiting yeah. actually. What makes Palm Springs Palm Springs? Well, you don't. Well, it's a resort to town. By the way, can you hear me? I'm yeah. really low in my ears. Okay, cool. Well, turn your, um, turn your no, 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 no. I can hear you louder than me. It doesn't matter. That's because um, I'm, that's, it's that's because it's all about my. Presence. It's right. It's right. Oh, there we go. So yeah, no, it's it's a resort town. You know, so I that's no all. Idea. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So it's only like got forty-five or fifty thousand people in it. Um, it's out in the middle of nowhere, like in the middle of the desert in California, Southern California. So it's one of those cities that's not really supposed to be there in the first place. Um, and you know, it's a. Uh, it's a gay-friendly town, which I also didn't know. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Don't care, but it's it's very gay-friendly, and so you have a large populace there. Yeah, had no idea. Okay. Yeah, go figure. But uh, yeah, a couple observations too. Um, I was in the yeah. uh, airport waiting to to board, and I I you know I'm gonna flex here. I'm uh, now fly enough, guys. I'm in boarding group two now. That's right. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, I'm also beginning to think that boarding group one is not nearly as special as it used to be because, like, there's all these pre-boarding groups now that go in. It's like veterans, then first responders, then people with disabilities, then people with disabilities that may or may not have children, then people with children, then it's global access injury people, then group one. I'm like, wait a minute, by the time I go, it's like there's only 20 people left, and I'm like, man, I finally got up to group two, and it doesn't seem that special anymore, but oh well. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't travel a lot, but to, to those onesies that travel, you're probably shaking your head right now going, yeah, yeah, we need to rise up, revolt. No, I mean, I, 
planes are awesome, but the whole process of it, it's whatever. Like you, you got to do what you're, you're told. Yeah, you yeah you really do. So. And speaking of doing what you're <clears throat> told, the guy standing in front of me in line to board on one of the flights, he uh, he was vaping, and I thought can't do that in the airport can you and i love i love the vapors that like try and hide it he's standing like two or three people in front of me and he you know he kind of puts his hand up and <laughs> and puts his shirt over his blows it into his shirt of course it's just going all over the place i'm thinking is no one else seeing this and i didn't think you could do that in an airport but whatever yeah, vaping is one of those interesting <laughs> things socially it's like some people are like no you can vape it's like it's just water yeah, like, it's, it's just water vapor just, bro it's just water vapor so like i can do it anywhere i want well, the ones that don't smell, and like this one didn't have a smell, I, I guess I honestly don't care because it's not like it's going to bother me. It's not like it's going to absorb into my clothes or anything, so I I guess I really don't care, but I just didn't think you were allowed. Mm. Okay. Mm. 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 Are you a vapor? No. No? Okay. I thought that maybe that was part of your pre-routine when you start your car, you know, because we established that the other week. You have like a one-minute routine before you back out of a parking space. Well, yeah. Oh, come on. You got to get comfortable. Make sure that you got you didn't forget anything. And oh, where's my vape pen, bro? Got to take a big rip <laughs> right before you start the car. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, this weekend was the Catfish Festival. Yes, yes. And so I had uh, some really good friends in town. They finally got to see the Catfish Festival. I've been wanting them to see it. Uh, we had a great time. Everything was really fun. And the uh, weather is amazing. Yeah, right and so then I helps. did learn that having a 12-week-old... Catahoula will get you chicks really easily. There and, is the trick, huh? And uh, it was kind of funny because there was a moment, I don't know why, but both of them left. Like one was went to the restroom, one went to go check on, you know, like a vendor or something. And so I had the dog and I was just sitting there waiting for them. And so many girls were coming up to me going, is this your dog? And finally I said, yeah, it's my dog. <laughs> I was just like committed to it. I was like, yeah, yeah. So uh, after that first date with the girl, though, she realizes that it's not your dog. Yeah. Uh, I'm already a liar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Built on lies. Exactly. The very first meeting with your prospective spouse. Well, I I figure I'm gonna, I'm gonna go it in that direction because I didn't lie in the first one. This is true. Now so you can, now I'm like right. I got to test. I got why don't I just lie? No, yeah, no, actually, See yeah, that you're works. right. Set the set the bar where it needs to be right from day one. I'm a liar. Yeah. <laughs> no surprises here. So later on, she can't be mad at you. You know, the very first thing I said to you ever when we met was a lie. So can't be so mad at you. This me. whole thing is already <laughs> so basically, into... it's your fault. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, the Catfish Festival is really cool. Looking forward to it next year. And the Astros and the Rangers are playing today. So... They are. They're playing all this week. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be a fun text group with you because you're a Rangers fan. And I, I I am. I, I'm an Astros fan. Yeah, but I'm not an Astros hater. But yes, let's get. One thing straight, I am a, a Rangers fan. Yeah. Having lived in that area for yeah, as long as I did. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, <clears throat> Nolan Ryan chose the Rangers over the I mean, Astros. He, I play for both teams. Though. I know, but I think when he did his Hall of Fame thing, he chose... Oh, yeah, probably so. I think you're right. Eh, whatever. But yeah, it's going to be a great series no matter what. I feel like the Rangers are playing on house money anyways. So, you know, and the Astros have had their number for a number of years. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But, but outside that, you good? Man, I am good. Like All I said, right. amongst one of the things that happened while we were gone was that big FEMA alert. Yeah, we actually had to do something here for it. Ah, tell me about that. Well, it was like a it was a nationwide test. And yes. we here at the radio station, the 1045-1061 doubles as an emergency 
this uh, is FM true for the city of Conroe. Yeah, it's not just for audience of one. Yeah. I forget. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we had to get prepped to make sure we heard it and write it down. And you had to like, I learned a lot about how those systems work because well, basically what it is is I don't know what the correct term, but it's think of it as dominoes. So the first there's a radio station I forget the the one that's in Houston sends the FEMA signal out. And then it starts the domino to the next radio station and mm-hmm. then to the next one. So it does like a it self-check. Cascades. Yeah. So it's not like at 1 o'clock all the radio stations start playing the female alert. Mm-hmm. It like slowly goes down making sure everyone's getting it and everyone's mm-hmm. playing it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So basically if this other one is down, we won't get it. Right. And then we can't send it further north. So Interesting. But you survived. Because I, I loved all of the... Tin foil hat conspiracies that were going along with this. What was thing. the big deal about it? It's just a female alert. Well, you would, yes, yeah, of course. But, but it you know, was a test. Oh, but you know how this is. You know how people are. Like, oh my God, it's going to have communication with the microchips and the devices in your house, and the the laundry machine's going to come alive and eat you, or the microwave's going to blow up. You know, come on, you heard all this stuff, right? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved hearing. I mean, the tin foil hat people are really funny until they're serious, and then it's like, I don't know. Well, I think there's a there's oh, a no. fine line with conspiracy people where one side is usually the the good the better side where they only really do is oh I told you so like right. I, I knew all along I told you so but then the other side is like no we have to prevent yeah. World War three or no World World War four because three was a secret war and no one knew about it and now I have to like stockpile my guns and become one of those just paranoid people all the time. Yeah, but yep. uh, the female alert—I don't see that. I don't either. I was just very amused by it. But the one thing that did come out of this that I was very amused was apparently there was one group of people who um, got a bit of a surprise during this female alert. That would be the Amish. Yeah, uh, I saw that you wrote about that. And... So there were a few folks apparently in the Amish community that were caught off guard and, of course, outed for having a cell phone in their little hand-stitched pockets that they make their own clothes. When that female alert went off and you couldn't silence it. Or, you know, if you had it audible or whatever. I don't think mine was audible. I thought mine was just a vibration. But can you imagine their surprise when, you know, Hamish is sitting there around the campfire and his phone starts going off? Yeah. So uh, the story from. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. The New York Times has this. It says Eli Yoder. Yoder, I love that. Who is an ex Amish. I didn't know that that was such a thing. I guess you can break. Oh, no. I guess you can break away, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't they have like their ROM? What's it called? Romsfield or Romsfund? Something, where they go out and they party like crazy. I was going to say something else. Anyways, he took... Rumspringa. Rumspringa, there it is. He took to TikTok earlier this week to uh, reveal how the alert, which had all American smartphones buzzing wildly uh, for a moment and came as a shock to the outside world, rather awkwardly outing his pals who were carrying secret phones in their hand-sewn pockets. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. I guess I didn't think about that. Um... But that's how do you how do you go about if you're Amish one getting the phone? Well, they're really into sports. That's the only way they to get they get their alerts. <laughs> some, get their alerts. But how, how do you pay your bill? Oh, probably by mail, or they probably set up an auto deposit thing. But see, wouldn't you? Like, they have they have bank accounts. No, I know they have bank accounts. They but, have debit cards. But yeah, but the thing is, you would see or someone would see that monthly charge to AT and T every no, month or they're Verizon not, they're not or whatever. Going through each other's mail. No, like online. They're, not well, I guess they're not online. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, but they would they would get statements though, right? They would still see it. They're keep they're they're reconciling their well, bank yeah, statements somehow. They're being a secret. They, I mean, people live 
secret lives. I mean, the, I'm really new to lying. The hoops. So that's right. You just started so this weekend. I'm I like, how that. can I get away with this? Oh, easy. I would just set up a, a PO box, so that's where the statements go. I and guess. I just go to the PO box and just throw it all away. I just, I think it's all, you got to jump through a lot of hoops I mean, to hide like, that. It's not know? like they just stay on the farm all day, every day. They go to town. They go, I mean, they do stuff. They have PO boxes. You sure know a lot about the Amish. Well, it's cool. Well, I mean, what if, I mean, think about, you're sitting there with your little Amish lady and you're, maybe you're trying to. Beyond, be, be, create more Amish? That's right. Create more Amish and you know you do the old. <laughs> Put your arm around her, yeah. and she feels that v- v- on your leg because you just got a text from one of your other ladies. She has no clue what that is. That can go a couple different ways. <laughs> You're a robot. Uh, no, I, I just I, thought that was really I, funny. I, well, it's funny because the the way of the Amish to me, there's it's almost <laughs> like uh, I'm trying to think of the way to put it. It's like kind of like what religion's gone through. If it's like a thousand year old religion, like every century, I feel like religions kind of change some rules just to accommodate the current sure it's like the Loosen Amish it up. like the Amish have to have the same thing like because you know they're hardcore Amish were like no you literally can't have debit cards like you cannot use a device like a card because it ha- requires an electronic sure. to operate yeah but and then uh, they loosen those rules yeah so you think they're kind of loosening the rules just like alright you, you can have a cell phone but it can't be a smartphone right well so, I mean I don't even know if they have a landline do they I don't know you ask me or yeah, I, ask I don't know. What? Huh? What's what? I'm saying? There's so many levels, so I, eventually the cell phone's going to be a, acceptable. You think but, so? But they'll probably make some stupid rule where, like, it has to be locked and it's only used for emergencies. Hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe, like I said, maybe it has to just be non-smart. Speaking of that non-smartphone, uh, do you remember the T9 texting days, or is this sort of before your before your? Are time? you talking about like before SMS messaging? No, no, no. Before full keyboard text, the yeah. T9, oh, the T9 was, the, was, the was when you had the pivs. nine key yeah. and you could text. Yeah. Were you, a, were you a fan of that or when the full keyboard came out, were you like, oh yeah, now no, it's on? I, when that was happening, I was at the point where I had to pay for everything. So yeah, I was like, I'd never text. Rather than stealing. Yeah, I never texted because I knew it cost me like 10, 10 cents or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. I knew it cost me 10 cents to receive a reply. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, hey, is this conversation worth 40 cents? Because we're going to have to dig deep here. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, eh. So you weren't a big texter to begin with, I guess, until it became free. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think my strategy Unlimited was text. very simple statements. Like, if I was arriving at a place, I'd be like, here. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's, they're not charging you per word, man. You could have written but an entire paragraph. But they charge you per text. So yeah, like, but that, you, to me, you're, have you ever te- counterproductive. Have you ever texted you me? very, very, you know, like, have you descriptive. Because, like, I'm one of the texters that texts in, like, blurts. So it's not just one big book. Right. It's like line, 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 But that would have cost you 50 cents. Would have cost me 50 cents. And I, when you approach a conversation, you know you're going to have it with somebody. I'm like, is it worth it? Because... If I just say I'm here, then there's no other. You don't need to respond, right? But if I say like, "Hey, what would you like to have for lunch?" That's when you're like, you know, oh, hmm. this is just this. I just need to call this person because I'm not gonna pay a dollar for texting to, I, fi- to find out I, what's happening for I lunch. I guess I think maybe you're you're actually counterintuitive there on that theory. But are you a good texter? I don't mean no, like I'm terrible. No, no, no. I understand you're a terrible texter in terms of replying, but I mean like accuracy wise. No, not even replying. Like, it's no, I know terrible that, text. But I'm asking about like the accuracy. Are you good at the physical act of no. texting? I misspell everything. I'm terrible at it. And what I love is you read my text like the next day, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what was I even trying to say? Mm-hmm. You have to interpret like, 
it took a that took a quick left into the wall. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's written in Dickonese. Well, uh, well uh, again, like I said, my friend was in town, and he ever since I've known him since like sixth grade, he's always corrected me on yeah. all my spelling and all my stuff. So even in the text group, he go he hates texting me because he's like I can't even understand what you're trying to say. It's like it's gotten it's gotten to like in our relationship, he tells me before you send it. Like I need you to read it because if you if you if it's mm-hmm. if it's misspelled or it doesn't make any sense, I'm gonna mute you. Yeah, for I, like a day. I, I have experienced the mysterious text from you where I'm like, I'm not quite sure what you mean there. Yeah. So I always reply back with the awkward, ha ha, smiley face because I have no clue. Yeah. Well, I was a very good T9 texter. I'm not gonna brag here, or maybe I will. I was pretty good at it. I'm not gonna sit here and say I was the fastest, but I was pretty good. So when they made the transition over to the full keyboards. I just never really was very accurate with it. I'm always hitting the wrong key, and I know the predictive text helps sometimes. We've had conversations about that, but I say bring back the T9. In fact, um, I had to look this up because I remember at the time there were texting competitions of like people who could, I guess they had a preset amount of words, and they would have a competition of who could T9 the fastest and the most accurate, et cetera, et cetera. And I looked up some of these, and of course, they're very old because I don't think these really exist anymore. But this is from like 2007. It says this kid, Austin Werschkler from Wisconsin, beat 10 other competitors at the sixth national te- texting competition in New York. And he won 50 grand for his excessive finger mumbling skills, as my dad calls it, finger mumbling. That's pretty funny. Yeah, man. Had you ever, were you ever aware there were texting competitions? For 50 grand, no. Yeah, right? That's a lot of cash. Because I, I wonder how much you win for the Excel ones. Right, you've talked about that. Yeah, like 50 grand is a lot of money. Like, who's sponsoring that? This says, others were more challenging, including writing words backwards or text, well, yeah. Oh, it's probably like actual phone companies sponsoring it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who could type out the words can't to you, twinkle, twinkle, can't little you star buy, within 45 seconds. Can't you buy a flip phone? I guess you still can. I guess those are T9, yeah. And they just have the, the, the tin key on them. I don't know, but I say bring it back. Well, or maybe you yeah, can have an option can, on a can, smartphone. You can definitely buy a classic, and it has the T9. <gasps> you know what? We need to have T9. We need to build a T9 app so you can download it on your phone and text in T9 on a smartphone. I bet that exists. That's right. Reverse engineer this bad boy. Yeah, fifty bucks. Nice cricket. Let's get nice. it. We'll just text each other. That's the only. Thing. <laughs> well, did you hear about the? Um, School bus driver in New York that was fired over the weekend for driving while drinking. Wow. While drinking. The story goes, this is uh, Amal Hana. She was on her daily route when someone spotted her, pounding back a big, tall seltzer. A white claw, as a matter of fact. And of course, she immediately gets fired. Now, everyone's probably applauding for this. No one wants to have their bus driver slamming back white claws in the middle of their, their route, I guess. However, this has a little bit of a twist. Oh, oh. And white I claws do, th- do have twists. Oh, yeah, no, not that kind of twist. And I do think I may side with this woman. So apparently this woman did not know that white claw had alcohol in it. Hmm. I, you know what? I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And, I, and she's using that as her excuse, saying, look, I had no idea. I grabbed it out of the fridge from my roommate. You know, it was something she had. I just thought it was a seltzer. And I'm thinking, she that sounds plausible because it's not like she was doing something in an unmarked. She had it out in the open, just drinking that sucker clear as day like she had no idea that it was alcoholic. 
Well, those bottles are getting more ridiculous because they are, there are certain terms they use, like hard seltzer. Yeah, right. But it might be this big, you know, very tiny. Yeah, and she's not reading the, the bottle. Yeah. And she's some not... of them are named, like it sounds like a berry drink. Yeah, they're you know, if you strange. look at if you look at White Claw's like names, like Mango Rush, mm-hmm. you, that to me that sounds like a like a normal drink, right? Yeah. Well, she lost her job, but here's also the secondary twist: she is undergoing chemotherapy for cancer, and has claims that she cannot taste. Um, it's it's affected her sense of taste drastically, so she wouldn't even be able to detect if it had alcohol in it, anyways. You believe her? Oh, absolutely not. But poor woman, if you've seen the woman, it's it's really actually well, I mean, sad. It, it, well, it's just kind of one of those things that if you're if you're that ignorant of what you're drinking, yeah, like, it's kind of like well, you, you what, are, what your life choices like? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, it's really sad. She's crying and pleading for her job back. And I, you know what? I take that back. There is there was a time where you know vaping. We'll go back to the vaping conversation. Yeah, and one guy's like, oh, you, you want to try some of this? And I was like, yeah, I'll try your vape. Well, it wasn't it wasn't tobacco. Oh no! And so I was just like, oh. "Are you admitting to something here on the air?" Yeah. Well, I was freaking out about it because I was like, "I did not want this." <laughs> right. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. I should have told you." I was like, "Yeah, I thought <laughs> you were vaping like regular, yeah, tobacco, tobacco." Except like, it was the wacky tobacco. Yeah. Huh? And I was like, "This is gonna be great because yeah. I'm just gonna get in trouble like if I get tested or whatever, and it's just gonna be one of those wild things like." The one time I do it on accident, right. I'm gonna get in trouble. Next for thing it. you know, you're with a catahoula on the street lying to chicks. That's that's oh, what happened. That's you what went happens. straight from in the vape out there lying. <laughs> so nothing the, the in between. The seltzer thing, I don't really know because that's kind of it's kind of strange that you wouldn't really look at what you're drinking. I don't know what this big six point seven ABV means on the front. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think I'm. I believe her though, although I do think she probably needs to lose her job though because you can't, right? You can't. There's no second chances on that, right? I don't know. I mean, like, I know, Con- also I know Connor is hurting for bus drivers. Hurting for bus drivers. They're hurting so. for a lot of things. But yeah, that that her defense, it might work, it might not. I don't know. She has chemo. I'm sorry that that's part of the story. Yeah. And then, but it is kind of funny that if this is legit, like how upset she, like how upset would you feel? Like you, because like when that happened with the vape thing, I was really upset because I did not want to be high. Like, I just didn't want to do that at the time. Like, I had to drive, and I'm like, now I have to stay here until... Did you really get high after one hit, though? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. It was one of those concentrated... Oh, yeah. Love technology. So, <laughs> I was... I mean, I tried to have a good time, but I was, like, just nervous the whole time. I was like, great. Oh, like, man. Now I have to talk to, like, my family and, like, all this stuff. And this little puppy's now talking to me. I'm freaking out here. But, yeah, man. <laughs> Well, I feel sorry for this woman. Anyways, it is October, the best month of the year, in my opinion. And I agree. Oh, we do agree on that. I agree. I think uh, December might be great, but only because the people, the overall attitude of everyone seems a little bit happier in December. Maybe not because of Christmas, but it's just like everyone's like, oh, New it's Year. stressful, though. It's, December it, time can be stressful. Yeah, as, as if you're an idiot and have kids. And a, yeah, right? Idiots. Well, but you're trying to go see family and you're traveling and the weather can be dicey and you're having to buy expensive gifts and so there's stress on the you know the budget or whatever. But in October, everybody's just boozing it up and enjoying 60 degree weather here in, in this yeah. part of the country. And, and then everyone has like cool events. Yeah, exactly. It's when all the festivals happen. Yeah. yeah. And Octo- Halloween. Octo- Halloween. October is the best, people. That's all I'm saying. Because I know you're into Halloween. I am a little bit. Which is hilarious to me. Well, uh, I, I, it's maybe somebody I live with that's really into it, but I don't mind it. No, I've know? seen your boat. <laughs> you have to be somewhat into it to do I that. I like building things. Yeah, like that's impressive. 
Because I know, like, back in our, like, growing up, my mom would do, like, the door. And that's kind of it. Yeah. The like, holiday wreath. Yeah. And, like, now Halloween what we wreath. do is you just plug in this pumpkin that just blows up. And it's just, yep. whoosh, that's it. Yeah. That's all we I, do. I build pirate ships in my front yard, apparently, is what you're referring to. Well, I love these uh, pumpkin competitions that go on, like, grow the largest pumpkin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And these things are massive. Well, the, the world record has been beaten. Beaten. At the 50th World Championship Pumpkin Way Off at Half Moon Bay in California. And it grew, oh man, it's in kilograms. What? I, I need to know pounds. Here we go. 2,749 pound pumpkin. Good God. And the pumpkin's name? Michael Jordan. That's funny. Let's see. I love I'm, it. I'm get a it's massive. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm wondering what you got to do to grow a, a pumpkin. Here, I got that the picture size. pulled up. I'm going to put it on for our, our viewers. How much water are you getting? So that's that actually thing, a pretty dang big pumpkin if you look at it on the stage. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And of course, you know, these things weigh so much, it's not like you can just pick it up. You got to have like um, forklift. forklifts yeah. and everything else to go out there. Well, Michael Jordan is now the goat of pumpkins as well. That's cool. Yeah, man. So have you ever uh, gone to a restaurant, Dick, and been like, oh, a little surprised when that bill rolled in? Like, man, I, I knew we were getting a couple drinks. You know, I had uh, ordered some fancy food, but I didn't know it was going to cost me two bills or something. You ever been in that in that spot? Uh, I'm trying to think. Money's no object to you, I guess. And you're just like, yeah, I've never been in that spot, actually. No, I've been in a scenario where we're with a group of people. Yeah. And the the waiter got the whole order incorrect for everybody. And then so we were like, we decided, because like one group ordered a bunch of stuff. Right. Alcohol, everything. One group, like me, I was like, no, I'm DD, like I'm not drinking. But then, of course, when the bill comes for me, they right. put all like the alcohol and stuff on my bill. And I was like, wait. Because uh, when I saw that number, it was like 130. I was like, wait, what did I, what did I eat? Right. But then I, when I went up there, I was like, oh, okay. So she, they apologized. But that's the only time I really remember looking at a bill like, oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, I think that's happened to me a few times where I'm like, man, that's a little more expensive than I thought it was going to be. And you kind of pointing at people at your table, looking at what they ate. You're like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's right. Well, this is interesting because a tourist in Singapore was outraged by her $1,000 restaurant bill. So much so, she called the cops. Now, I, I don't know. I think she kind of has a little bit of a beef here. So... Apparently, I'm not going to try and say this woman's name. Junko. I guess, Junko Shinba. I, I said I'm not going to, and then I tried it. Who was visiting Singapore was dining at the Seafood Paradise Restaurant on August 19th when she learned that the chili crab dish that she ordered cost $680. Okay. Apparently, this crab is charged by the gram. And so there's this big argument where, like, well, we, we told you the cost is $20 per gram. And they even brought out the crab and showed her, like, oh, look what you're going to get. And she's like, yeah, bring it on. Well, she claims afterwards when she got this massive bill that she didn't think they were going to give her the whole crab. They just thought they were going to give her a portion of it, like maybe just a bit of his rear or something. I don't know. Because most, they were saying most of crab meat is anywhere from like 12 to $15 per 100 grams. Besides that, I claim I don't even know what the hell a gram is. So, I, but yeah, so she gets this massive bill, and I have to admit, I kind of feel like I'm on her side here because it's a little bit mischievous. But she was charged almost a thousand bucks. Cops didn't do anything, though. I don't think. No, I mean, well, it's also one of those things where the server probably goes, "Oh, this is going to be for the table." So yeah, I need to give them as much food as the yeah. table. 
And then, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, no. man, seven. Po- that, that, well, that's what I love about restaurants that have the menu with no pricing on it. Oh, yeah. Market. Just as market. Well, I love that because I was like, every time I go to a place like that, I immediately go, yeah, I'm not walking out of here without f- paying at least $50. You have no 50 oh, it's well, I mean, more for the that. individual. I mean, like, for Oh, me. yeah. yeah. For the plate. But then I'm like, I want, I wonder why they do this because it's either going to scare off poor people or like you got to have discussion. Like, do you want me to haggle? Is that what's encouraging? Yeah, yeah. What does market mean? All right, let's see here. Well, not just market. Like, some of them just don't say anything. It's just like, oh, this is our soup. And it's like, okay, well, do I ask you how much it is or do I just assume it's going to be expensive and that's just the way it's going to be? It's got unicorn turds and it's like thousands of dollars per kilogram. Have you ever been to a restaurant like that? that oh, don't yeah. have any pricing? Uh, like I don't even know about for their li- even for their liquor and everything. It's just I, I've been to some that don't have prices for their drinks. Yeah, uh, that's fairly common, and maybe a few of the meals. But, but why not? Why not have a price? Like, what? Is, uh, really, that snooty where I, it's like I think it probably has everything to do with distribution and what they have in at that time and demand, and it's always fluctuating. So they just go, you know what? We'll just keep it fluctuating. And but there's no way every waiter knows have to every the item. Menus. No, but I bet you the, the guy back there in the accounting is, is telling you what it costs for that day or that week. They just don't want to change the menus, I bet. Okay. What I love, the, the Paradise Group, which is the uh, owners of the restaurant, said, out of goodwill, we will give you a discount of $78. That's like so a, there is that, that. That's the tip. Yeah, 78 bucks. I'm going to do a lot more than that. Oh, man. So, uh, you know, I did say I was out in Palm Springs uh, last week, which is where the um, Burning Man goes on or, or nearby by oh, okay. the way. yeah know and you know they experienced like massive rain mm-hmm. at the end of that event um of course it flooded a lot of the stuff um there at, at the and made it a mess trying to get out of that that competition or competition that um music fest well apparently after the the rain there were these crazy three what's being called three-eyed dinosaur shrimp that were coming out of the ground speaking of seafood after this thing I don't know if you want to show the, the pictures. Of course, it's freaking everybody out. Of course, most everybody there has probably hit the vape pen a few times, so they're probably already tripping anyways, and they see these things coming out of the ground and freaked them out. But, uh, yeah, they uh, they were harmless or whatever, but I think it was hilarious that these people coming out of the competition. Why do I keep saying competition? The I don't know. Music Fest. Uh-huh. We're seeing three-eyed shrimp. They look like little mini di- uh, dinosaurs, in, in my opinion. I don't know. Last story before the break here, man. We talked about this a few weeks ago in uh, like during a break, but we never actually brought it to air. Did you hear about like I guess it was week one or two of the NFL season? There was a fight in the stands between what was it like Dolphins and New England Patriots, and it's this like, okay like a fist fight. And you see this stuff happen all the time. Well, this one guy, fifty three years old, his name is Dale Mooney. He ends up collapsing after the punch and dies. Yeah. And that's why I always think about when people are like, oh, man, I'm going to fight this That's what Dale gets for being a punk. <laughs> a, a punk, right? That's what you're going to say. Well, here's the interesting part about this. After the autopsy came in and they're reviewing the video, they're saying they don't think that the punch actually killed him. Now, if you're the dude who threw the punch, you've got to be thinking this is the luckiest day of your entire Maybe. life. Because, I mean, I mean civil court still exists. Been, well, sure, yeah, but you're not going to be charged with murder in civil court. But they're saying that this guy, it's very possible after the autopsy, the, the injuries don't seem to be uh, matching up to those of a punch. Instead, they think he may have actually had a heart attack just moments before, maybe because the, the altercation and, you know, I guess the heart was beating fast. Where the guy has a heart attack, then gets punched, then dies. That guy's thinking, missed a bullet there. How weird, man. 
Yeah. Stuff gets crazy in those NFL games. I always wondered, like, what really is the result of those kind of fights? Because I imagine the police, like, unless it's just a one-on-one, it's pretty easy to arrest the guy. But, you know, some of those yeah. fights get, like, out of hand. Oh, yeah, they do. And oh, yeah, they it's do. kind of like, you just kind of put your hands up and be like, uh, can, we can't arrest everybody. Like, we don't really know what they did. No yeah. One, no one's owning up to it. Yeah, they're pretty vicious. So, you want to fight? No. Nah. Maybe after the break. All right, yeah. when we come back, everyone, we're going to have uh, bombs on an airplane, but not the kind of bombs that you think of. We'll be right back with more Come audience. On the bathroom one show. break? Mm-hmm. Stick Is around. Going to drop some bombs? Hey, listener. We really appreciate you checking out today's episode. Uh, just want to remind you guys we are on all sorts of cool things you can subscribe to. We got YouTube, we got podcasts on Spotify and Apple. We also have our Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Audience of One Show with Andrew and Dick. We'd really like you guys to like, subscribe, all that cool stuff. That way we can keep on making content and seeing if people are actually listening. Because a lot of times we are talking to ourselves with an audience of one. Yeah, is that internet? Is that stuff you were referring to? Is that on the internet? It's the www. I've heard of that before. Yeah, so it's a cool place. We want you guys to like, subscribe, and uh, send us messages. We always love reading messages on Facebook. We got our uh, Gmail. It's audience of one show at mm-hmm. gmail.com. And then no, no. I think that's the only way I really pay attention. So don't, you know, don't, uh, you know, find me on LinkedIn or something. I don't, I don't yeah, you're not on LinkedIn. Yeah. So we're not on LinkedIn. We're no. not on LinkedIn, guys. No. All right. Welcome back to Audience of One here on Lone Star Community Radio. We are in the studio and it is the. Mid October week. I hope you guys are enjoying. Don't forget, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Lone Star Community Radio. And you also can donate to the show to keep the show on the air and help the state the station still be here tomorrow. But this is Audience and One. We're back in it and Oh yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna be distracted the whole time now because I want to watch the baseball game. Well don't be distracted. Turn it off, turn it off, turn, turn it off, off, turn it off, turn it off. Oh look, Grand Slam. No, oh, yeah. Interesting. Anywho, I'm going to try and stay focused here, uh, Dick. Do you Are you a, a marshmallow guy? You like marshmallows? No. no? Yeah, I, I think I kind of do, but in small doses. I know people just kind of eat them on their own. I, you don't even like them over the fire? Yeah, that's roasted. good. S'mores are good. Yeah, S'mores yeah. are good. Okay. So, I, I mean, I can see my marshmallows in hot chocolate. Yeah, exactly. I can see that. Yeah. But like eating... Or like the like the flavored ones and stuff. No. Are Peeps considered marshmallows? They are, yeah, right? They have to be. Right. See, are, are you a Peeps fan too? No. So, for me, Peeps like the first bite or the concept of a Peeps seems really good. Marshmallow, sugar, flavor. Okay, I take one bite. It's it's not bad. Second bite, not quite as good. By the time the third bite of the Peep rolls around, you're you're kind of fighting the gag reflex at that point. And it's one of those weird foods that can go from being okay f- one bite and, and thirty seconds later. It's a test. Those are, oh, I don't know. Can't can't do too many peeps, but I don't know of a lot of people who do like peeps. This time of year, they start making their appearance again. You know, and I, I guess that's one of the ones you used to get in your Halloween uh, bag yeah. and be like, nope, throw them out. I, what happens to peeps if you leave them in the car? Don't they, like, get really big? <laughs> I got, well, they would melt, wouldn't they? Do they expand ah, in size? I think so. It's like peeps and water bottles. You're not supposed to eat them after they've been in a hot car or something? Maybe this is like the peep challenge. This will be the new challenge. Maybe we should have looked this up before the show. Okay. Well, staying on the topic of marshmallows, this is really sad from MSN. A mom 37 died 
choking on marshmallows during a sports club event. Apparently, there is a marshmallow challenge out. What is it? What's with these stupid marshmallows? What's with the challenges, man? I just don't understand this incessant need to do a challenge. I like it. Well, apparently this challenge is, you know, to see how many marshmallows you can stuff inside your mouth at one time, I guess. And she was in there stuffing them in the corners or whatever. One of them became lodged into her throat and she died. This was at, this event was held at the Bedou Rugby Football Club in Wales. So yeah, don't, had you heard of this Marshmallow just, challenge. I'm just thinking of that poor family where they get the news that she died, and you're like, oh my gosh, how did she die? Oh, she choked on a marshmallow. marshmallow. Lots of them, several. Well, it's kind of like those people who like stand underneath construction equipment. Are they hoping to get hit? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what do you do? Like, oh, they, they dropped a box on him, he's dead. And it's like, well, what is he doing underneath it? Not paying attention. Not paying attention. Well, this was done on, I mean, voluntarily. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I just don't participate in those challenges, especially not one where I'm trying to fill my my airway with something potentially. No. Especially, I mean, marshmallows are sticky and gooey, and it does make sense that one of them suckers could get lodged That's back gross. down in there. Yeah, it is pretty I hope gross. A couple of Rangers choke on it. Okay. All right. Enough with the baseball. By the way, um, what's the score? Just kidding. It's four to four. Oh, stop. Anywho. I just we can't do this. We cannot do this the entire. I think we can. No, uh, I, I don't think I don't think we can. Baseball. So uh, I did as promised. Yeah. I teased um, bombs on a plane. Yeah. So this is this is a a fairly funny story that a flight bound for Florida was diverted after an adult diaper was mistaken for a bomb in the I plane. Can I can see that. Now I'm thinking. Wait a minute. How is a diaper? mistaken for a bomb i mean there may be a bomb dropped in that so you know what i'm saying but how does this happen well apparently it's not a child's diaper this was an adult diaper you familiar with the adult diaper yeah Yeah. you're wearing one now so you can make it through a whole day's worth of broadcasting they have have a picture of it yes they do i was going to ask to to show the the picture well a copa airlines flight bound for florida was diverted after a diaper on board was mistaken for a bomb now i guess what happened is this probably an adult had messed themselves and i probably wanted to hide it it, or probably wanted to conceal it, it it doesn't even look used what well in that picture, that might be one of the fresh ones, though. I think this one was... I mean, why else are you... Oh, look, it's covered in a bag there, right? I mean, why else would you throw it in the trash if, if it's a clean diaper? I don't know. I'm imagining this was... Um, it was well used. Interesting. But yeah, how embarrassing. This person was probably trying to hide the fact that they had... They had dookied. And, uh, <laughs> and now it's outed in the most of embarrassing ways. Although, do they know who did it? I'm not sure. It says that uh, Panama's National Police wrote in the post in Spanish, uh, adding that the uh, they were alerted to the local civilian aviation authorities of a foreign object on an airplane. Come on, people! It's a freaking diaper. Yeah. yeah. I, have you have you ever um, done the diaper challenge? I don't know if there's a diaper challenge. <laughs> yeah, you put marshmallows in your mouth. No, 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 man. You just uh, you put on an adult diaper and you know go. That doesn't sound like a challenge. <laughs> no, it's pretty easy for <laughs> yeah. you. That's not a challenge. I do that all the time. Like, the more of a challenge is how many times do you go? Oh, see how much it can hold <laughs> yeah. for it. Oh gosh, that's nasty, man. 
So nasty. Oh, that's good. No. I don't know. Well, if you can't throw diapers away on a plane without getting the authorities ca- called on you, what can you throw away? I mean, we just had that, that Delta Airlines not too long ago, had that incident with the, you know, the diarrhea all down the, down the uh, runway, or not the runway, but the walkway of the plane. Here you've got someone who was acting responsibly, trying to avoid that situation, and they had the cops called on them. What is it with I, bathroom? I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking. About, I'm thinking to myself is like, so clearly they put this to- this thing in a trash bag or something, and somebody went through the trash and found it. I guess so. I mean, you know how those tiny those bathrooms uh, are, and so the trash cans are really small. My guess is someone after tried to throw away something and saw in you know, the black bag and went, "Whoa, what's this? Is that a, a bomb or a dookie diaper? I don't know, but I'm calling the cops." That's probably what happened. My my assumption. A little weird. Yeah. It says this is not the first time that an item uh, left behind in a lavatory has been mistaken for a bomb. In 2015, Air France flight bound for Paris was diverted after an, uh, an object made of cardboard, sheets of paper, and a timer was mistaken for an explosive. Well, duh. <laughs> Why are you putting a timer on a piece of cardboard and paper and then not surprised that it's uh, mistaken for a bomb? Yeah. It happens to me. Every time. Yeah, and then you bring it out in public. That's why I don't really get it. Yeah. You are distracted by this this game right now. I should have no. never. I should have never. No. I should have never. <laughs> yeah, you are. No. The Astros have won, I don't know, countless numbers of World Series yeah, over the years. Why would you even. Why would you stop winning? Yeah, why, yeah, why would you care? Let, let somebody else have a try. Oh, man. A Florida man... Again, Florida? I have two back-to-back Florida stories. A Florida man shot down law enforcement... Oh, yeah, this is interesting. So we talked, what, uh, a couple weeks ago about how the the New York Police Department was implementing drones to watch for backyard yeah, parties. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I guess it was more of, hey, if there's a disturbance call, rather than sending someone out, we can just fly a drone over the house or the backyard to make sure that there's nothing nefarious going on. And I I made the point that, yeah, how well do you think that would work here in Texas? If you got somebody here in Texas, the great state of Texas, having their backyard yeah, party it, and it, a drone flies over, what do you think they're going to do? Shoot. They're going to shoot that thing. Well, wouldn't you know, it has happened. And this is a Florida man shot down a law enforcement drone, is now facing... Ten years in prison. Whoa. They don't mess around with that, man. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially with a $29,000 drone. Yes. And it was, yeah, there is that. the police, so they probably treat it like a dog. So like you... Yeah, I think the deal here is they're covered by, because they're government uh, aircraft, essentially, they're governed by, was it the FF? FAA, not FFNs, Future Farmers, right? (laughs) The FAA governs these things. And so that's the big deal. You're shooting down basically a a plane, right? Oh, have you ever done the laser of an airplane? You ever done that? No, no, I don't. Anything with airplanes, I don't mess with. Oh, okay. That's good because I think that is also a federal offense of which I would not do. That is shocking to me that those little tiny lasers that far away can pierce the eyeball of the pilot thereby making it dangerous. Yeah, so it was a $29,000 drone. So I'm guessing this is a it's a pretty good sized drone, yeah. right? I mean, it's a pretty good shot too. Yeah, I mean, I would think a $29,000 drone, you can have a, you can actually have an officer riding on that thing. Wee! 
Yeah. Right? I would think so. <clears throat> Anyways, he shot it down with a 22 caliber, ri- caliber rifle because, quote, it had been harassing him. Well, heck yeah. I mean, if I'm going to shoot down, that's actually a pretty good shot. That's I'm, think- I'm thinking I-, I shoot with a shotgun, you know, and that way you don't have to be all that accurate. This guy pulls out a 22 caliber. Just how exactly is a drone harassing you, though? Well, I, I do yeah. know that some people get, because you can hear them. You can hear me. Yeah, they have a little buzz to them. Yeah, sure, so it's sure. like, what is that noise? And, they see, and he's like, what is that? Oh, let's shoot it down. It's on my property. Yeah, it also says here, and this is probably the kicker here, a record check shows that this man, he's 29 years old. No, no, had 29 Florida felony convictions, including aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, resisting arrest with violence, illegal drug possession, burglary, Possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and shooting down a drone. So this guy, he was asking for it. Woo! Ten, ten years in prison. It's a bit steep, but I guess when you've got priors, right? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> you've got to stop. You are so, turn, turn it off. Uh, it's not on. Uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, were you aware, I, this is actually listener feedback to a certain degree, that the the term Taco Tuesday was trademarked. I wouldn't doubt it. That to me is surprising. And wouldn't you know who's the biggest taco thing or taco chain you can think of out there? Taco Bell. Taco Bell, bing, ding, 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 play my ding ding music. They are fighting it. They're like, no, no, no. You can't you can't trademark Taco Tuesday. But I guess there was a another Taco John. That's a much smaller <laughs> What are you having a much smaller taco chain has uh, copyrighted that years ago. They said 34 years ago, they uh, they patented that. And they're saying, no, no one should be able to freely available, I'm sorry, should be able to trademark freely available phrases like that. But, I mean, I, I, I would think that happens all the time. Like, could we, could we ostensibly come in and be like, welcome to audience of one. I'm loving it. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. No, right, aren't well, phrases and things trademarked think, all the time? No, I think it's. Uh, I think it depends on what the use of it is. So, for example, we don't sell food at Audience of One. No, but maybe we should. Start. So, if we were like selling hamburgers and we we're calling it, I'm loving it. Yeah, they're <laughs> they might get in trouble. You think? Yeah. All right. But if you know, like these guys, Taco Tuesday, I'm surprised they even wanted to trademark it. Because I feel like that word's so widely used. That's, like, and I what, think that's what they're saying. Like, yeah. how, how are you really going to be able to pay all of these lawyers all the time to sue you in places? Because mm-hmm. everyone, everyone even calls it Taco Tuesday, especially with social media. Like, you could be Taco Bell and not even say Taco Tuesday. You just say, hey, we sell tacos on Tuesday. Yep. It says, since Taco John's owns the trademark, other restaurants and companies must seek permission to use Taco Tuesday in branding and advertising. Can you imagine that phone call? That's Taco Bell. Can we use it today? Mm-mm. No. How about uh, uh, next week? Mm-mm-mm. Well, that's like a full-time Sorry. job for the lawyer to, to go through all that. You would think so. Maybe. You would think so. Yeah, I had no idea that it was trademarked. Cause just because it is used so frequently, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that either they're paying for it every time, or it's just, I guess it's, maybe it's only used colloquially, right? Just amongst the people and not by other restaurateurs. I don't know. Anyways, would you like to know the history of the f- the phrase? Yes. <laughs> no, you don't. The name was tweaked to Taco Tuesday uh, in 1989, uh, making it part of the marketing of Taco 
Johns. It says, the owner coined it in the 1980s to increase sales with 99-cent deals for two tacos on its slowest day of the week. It worked, and sales turned around at the restaurant so much so that the owner shared it with other franchisee owners. There you go. Maybe we should start doing a Taco Tuesday for audience I'm hungry. You're making me hungry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, man, have you ever ever bought, like, uh, tickets off of a scalper or anything like that? No. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I know I've been with somebody who's done it, and I'm I'm always kind of weirded out. I'm like, wait, who's in the wrong here? Is it the person selling, or is it the person buying, or is it both? Like, who can get in trouble? It's just the person selling, right? person buying it doesn't matter i don't know all the rules man well i, I you know you got me thinking because originally if i remember what scalpers were is i think the the illegal aspect isn't like the selling of it i think it's the markup of it if they sell it for over face value yeah like because ah. you could literally sell the ticket for the same price as the box office and you'd be fine Okay. I think that's what I, if I remember correctly i think there's also rules like you can't sell the ticket within so many feet of the venue regardless of the of the price, right? I don't know. I'm always a little bit confused. I know that it's, been, it's become a huge issue lately where you have people go out and buy like tens of thousands of these tickets, or maybe not that many, but thousands of these tickets. That's why it's so hard to get tickets for, say, Taylor Swift's show. And then they go back and they resell them afterwards. And we don't like those people very much because it makes it difficult. Well, I mean, that's the right? whole deal with the online controversy. Like, because you can just set up a computer to buy the tickets and then the ticket companies don't care because you're paying the fees. Yeah, they, yeah they've already and got their money. Now the joke is now they offer resale avenues on their websites. So they're, sure. getting, they're getting double the fees. Yeah, a fee on top of so that. So they're not going to challenge it. They're not going to be like, oh, hey, this guy's charging $30,000 for a Taylor Swift ticket. Yeah. Because our fee will be you know $6,000. So yeah, we're going to... Yeah, I don't think they're fighting it, but there is a new rule apparently from... The IRS. These people are now going to have to start paying taxes on their resale yeah. of their tickets. And I think there was something in, in place before, but the, it has gone significantly up. So the taxing threshold dropped from $20,000 down to 600 Yeah, you didn't know that? Holy cow. So you mean to tell me if you sold anything under 20000 didn't have to report it, nothing. Now it's all the way down to $600? That's what, uh, yeah, because the conspiracy theory that I've been looking at is with the Venmo and the Zells and all that kind of stuff, pretty soon, I want to say they might be even in court, the IRS is basically like trying to get access to the data of mm-hmm. people who Venmo. So tr- oh, yeah. So they're trying to get say, their hands on that. they're trying to tell Venmo, hey, if we request this, we need it. And they're like, oh, no, those are our, that's private information. You don't need to know it, and then because uh, I think they, I think they did it for twenty twenty two. They IRS predicts that they lost eighty billion dollars. Quote lost, well, missed, not lost, missed out on, missed out, can't on, get yeah. their grubby hands on. So yeah, I remember that was because that was really going to affect the Etsy world. Oh, because Etsy doesn't. Because you, you ever heard of Etsy? No, I know Etsy, but they're just online retailers, so I would imagine no, there's tax supply see, there. But no, you're oh, if you're paying via. PayPal or and things I'm like that. I'm sending you a blanket I make, and if I make over huh. $600, then I have to do Interesting. it. Interesting. Because it's not just for one item. Sure. It's like if you make $600 overall mm. with your with this service. Hmm. 
Hmm. Well, this is this article specifically um, relates to just ticket resellers, yeah. but I suppose it's kind of all somewhat related, uh, especially in the wake of the Taylor Swift tour, um, where that was a rampant issue, or people buying up tickets. Uh, it says the average ticket cost for the Taylor Swift tour was about eleven hundred to sixteen hundred dollars on SeatGeek. So. Yeah, these people are now all of a sudden going, what? I got to pay taxes on each one of these? Oh, my God. Well, so sorry, made, dude. You still made $1,100. Yeah, like, no so kidding. realistically, you probably made, what, 900 It oh, says, now, whoop. if anyone makes more than $600, their earnings will re- be reported to the IRS regardless of how many transactions. Mm-hmm. The government plans on sending out 44 million of these forms in 2023 which will roughly be as four times as many as the agency sent out in the previous year. Whoa. Oh, well. Boo-hoo. So did you hear uh, the world record for the marathon was broken last week? This was all over the place, and it's kind of a big story uh, because the marathon uh, world record gets closer and closer and closer to the two-hour mark. It's kind of like the four-minute mile was, you know, what was it, however many years ago, 30, 40, 50 years ago, that could never be broken. On the marathon for two hours, is it's coming up. And in fact, this one guy, Kelvin, Kelvin Kiptum, he actually broke the the two the two hour mark uh, last year, was it? I think, but it was not approved. It was either like what was something about there was too strong a winds or something. I don't remember what it was. It didn't. It didn't. It wasn't approved. Well, he broke it legitimately um, this past week. In two hours and 35 seconds. And if you see the video of him running and finishing there at the last, you know, he's kissing the crowd and waving and just kind of jogging in. And I'm thinking, bro, speed up, <laughs> speed up. I mean, these are valuable seconds. Well, he crushed it because he beat the last one by about 30 some odd seconds because it was like two hours, one minute, four seconds, I believe. And so he crushed it. It's pretty interesting. But what we're noticing is all these guys that are breaking the world record are wearing a certain product on their feet. Dun, dun, dun. It's this Nike prototype shoe, apparently. And the rumor is that this shoe is able to give, like maybe shave off a second a mile, maybe a second or two every mile. Well, after 26, 27 miles, that adds up to a couple minutes. And when you're talking about, you know, just seconds that are making or breaking everything, these guys are getting away with it, man. So yeah, these shoes are crazy. I don't know if you've seen them or How not. How much are they? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. You probably can't, but I don't think they're available to the market. I think these are like prototypes maybe that are just for, yeah, I don't, I don't see, just for special runners. Um, it says uh, Nike released its first Air Zoom Alpha Fly sneaker in 2020. Uh, so I guess they, they, they release them after a certain length of time. Yeah, there's a picture I'm pulling up for the folks at home yeah man i'm thinking about getting me a pair of these so i can get to the studio a little bit faster i mean we saw that story a few a few weeks ago about the the shoes that make you walk up to eight times faster or something like that and they had some like wheels or something on them right they were basically just roller skates um these actually you know they look like normal shoes but i guess they have some sort of added cushioning they do not and, look and, like normal shoes well you know what i mean they, they've we got had that thick we, on we had that problem this weekend i saw this gentleman who wore those uh ah, 285 have you, have you seen the sneakers that's not for the prototype today right? that like on the back so like i'm holding up my shoe real quick yeah please do that so like this part right here goes out like really far out have you seen those shoes no but i've seen the boots with like have the big points on them. i mean roach 
crushers in the corner. Then you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, this is in the back though. But this is like it's like the, the just this giant. I don't know what it is, but uh, we thought they were orthopedic shoes. Sure. Because they looked like they like their sole was bigger than the actual shoe itself. So, but they weren't. But what, what are they for? I mean, you're it's describing the shoe. It's just a style. Oh, you just saw somebody I, I wearing. I asked them. the guy. I was like, "Are those orthopedic?" He's like, "No, these are just tennis shoes." Maybe it's maybe you can hold a taco back there. Yeah. No, Tuesdays you can, so you can you can you put tacos you, in the back of those shoes. Man. I'm literally gonna get tacos. <laughs> you're you're welcome. Oh man. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end here. Um, did you hear this story? This is this is pretty funny. There's an Oklahoma judge that was caught sending over 500 texts during a murder trial to the bailiff. Okay. And these texts were pretty funny. They were like including mocking the prosecutor, basically calling him a liar and this and that. Oh, I like the way he looks. Look at that shirt. Pretty ugly. Did you hear about this? No. It's awesome, man. <laughs> this is from CBS News. It says a new o- Oklahoma judge could lose her job for sending more than 500 texts to the bailiff during a murder trial, including messages mocking the prosecutor, praising the defense attorney, and calling key witnesses a liar. This is pretty funny, and I, I, I mean, I guess this probably happens from time to time. You have the judge that well, would text. Well, they have their own thoughts. Sure. I don't know if you, you want to do it in the middle of it, sending texts. Because right. when you're texting somebody, it's kind of obvious you're doing it. Unless, yeah. unless there's some downtime. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to get this this guy ready for being on the stand. Okay, well, we got a minute. All right, I'm texting. But the send over 500 during the trial. 500. So I guess the argument there is she's not paying attention, right? If you're yeah. constantly. That's what although, I'm saying. although if you're texting facts about the trial, I would assume you would assume that they are paying attention, I would think. It says, uh, Sodersom has been under scrutiny since July after she was caught on camera previously scrolling through social media and texting during the trial of a man accused of fatally beating a two-year-old. Oh, my God. Maybe she was checking out her AOO, if that's the case. You know, that's okay. IRLoneStar.com, she's checking the stream or whatever. But, yeah, so she's already <laughs> kind of in trouble for doing this. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I... The things that she was caught saying, I suppose, are things that a judge is going to, uh, things that a judge is going to make in, in, during the course of a trial, right? These are thoughts you're going to have. Yeah, but so I mean, I don't if know it's a jury, if it's a jury trial, the judge doesn't really have anything. Yeah, she's, she's there just, to keep the peace. She's just the referee. Yes, it says the pattern of conduct demonstrates the respondent, Sauterstrom's gross neglect of duty, gross partially, and oppression. Oh, I can't even say any of that. This sounds like lawyer talk. I just think it's kind of funny to think. I, I, honestly, well, I mean, I'm not even sure why they have their phones on during the trial. What yeah. would be the point? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I've only been. I guess in, for the female. Have you ever been to court before? I did in high school. I got to actually go visit during a trial. It was some class I was taking. But I feel like there's a lot of downtime. Cause they, when, <laughs> yes, cause, I'm sure. Because like when they get started, it's like we're going. And then it's like, oh, we're, we got to do this. Okay, well, we can't do that till tomorrow. Well, that kind of takes up the whole day today. So we're not doing anything else today. I, yeah, and I guess you got to entertain yourself if there's yeah. downtime. One of the texts says, "At least we wasn't looking at porn or something." Well, yeah, that would say be more that. entertaining. Yeah, but the fact that she's texting the bailiff like all her thoughts and opinions on the. Well, it, uh, here, okay, we are kind of leaning in that area. It says she texted a, a laughing emoji icon to the bailiff, who had made a crass and demeaning reference to the prosecu- prosecuting attorney's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, the um, initial reference was, but, yeah, they're texting about his genitals, or her genitals, maybe. I don't know. It just says the prosecuting attorney. Anyways, she's probably not going to have a job for very much longer. That's got to be a tough job. I wouldn't want to be a judge. 
right? Or maybe it's an easy job. You just sit up there and text all day with the bailiff. Well, it's one of those odd jobs where where where's the career trajectory with it? Yeah, you've kind of reached the pinnacle right from the start. Yeah, right? it's like if you get, especially if it's like an elected position. Because I, I think depending on where you live, some judges are not elected. And then some judges, all judges are elected in certain counties. Yeah. So it's just like... You've reached the top at the... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not something I, I, I checked the box for when I was in elementary school, I suppose. All right, last story, everyone, before the break, because I know Dick is chomping at the bit to go get a taco and watch the Rangers v. Astros game. This is rather funny. I want you to show... This is our quick hit at the end of the, of the show. I want you to show this picture. But there is a dog captured on traffic camera behind the wheel of a car and speeding okay <laughs> and i want you to know or i want you to, to to take a look at that picture and tell me you think it's real you think it's fake what's going on there and for those of you that are just listening and not watching there's a picture of what appears to be i don't know a sob or some some sort of car i can't tell driving and there is a perfectly well positioned brown labrador retriever sitting right in the driver's side speeding through <laughs> through the yeah, uh that's still fun i mean i I don't know. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. So it says a Slovakian man was fine when a traffic camera captured his dog happily behind the wheel of his car, driving over the speed limit in western Slovakian village of Strusery. Uh, Strus. I always have the weirdest cities in my in my stories. Anyways, I thought it was funny, but he received the uh, violation, and it says, "quote Mr. Dog, you exceeded the speed in our village, and your driving documents." Blah 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 blah. Well. As it turns out, no, the, the picture is not fake. It is a real picture. It just so happened that the dog jumped into his lap. And, I mean, in that picture, it looks like he's completely covering the vision of, of the driver and would not be able to see, causing him to speed a bit, I suppose. And it just happened to be at the exact right time and captured the dog driving. It's pretty That's awesome. pretty funny. Yeah, man, I thought so. He was going 6.8 miles over the speed limit. And he does look like he's smiling just perfectly for the camera. Anyways, guys, that's all we've got for this week. We're going to cut it short because Dick's got to go eat tacos and no. get back to the game, man. Yeah, got to get to the game. <laughs> Audience One is on YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Just look up Lone Star Community Radio and go to our shows. And uh, we always welcome donations and all that kind of stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to us on our podcast. Like, share, share the show, pound the like button, tell everybody how amazing the show is. I'll see you later, Andrew. Next week.